The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Merkel Media. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your host, Sean Chris, Joel Thomas, in the cartel HR department. Guys, I just want to let you know that we have talked to uh, both of the young gentlemen from America. They are here and they are fine and they wanted me to give you a written statement. Guys, relax, really. We love it here in Mexico, or as the locals say, Mexico. The beaches are beautiful, and the white sand between our toes is as magical as Mickey Mouse in that Fantasia movie. And speaking of crystal white, we have no need for sleep here, as we are happy to stay awake for days on end. So, America, don't worry about us. We are just fine. Ready to go, baby. Ready to go. We're in this peace, and, man, we have got... Oh man, a fire, fire guest this week. Uh, really excited about this guest. I have seen tons of his videos on YouTube, Instagram, and he's just got a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the occult, when it comes to a lot of the ritualistic stuff going on in the media. Donut, what's up, man? Let everybody know about you and where to find you, brother. Yo, what up? It's Donut, and thank you so much for having me on the podcast, and shout out to Mexico, you know? Shout out to Mexico. That's all a PSYOP they're doing. Uh, they do a PSYOP with every country. That they do a PSYOP yep. with China. They do a PSYOP Mexico. They don't want us to go down there for some reason for a while to the beautiful beaches. I wonder... Uh, what's going on is there's a lot of UFO coming out of the volcanoes out there. And also the president tweeting about uh, the Alux. Nice, brother. Nice, nice. Uh, let everybody know where they can uh, find you, man. You can find me at doe-nut.com. Mmm, donuts. And you know the Simpsons <laughs> right there. That's some occult <laughs> prophecy right there. They be predicting the future. I got my half a million Facebook channel taken down because uh, the Kamala Harris uh, prediction programming of Lisa dressing up like her. They took that down. The whole channel from a picture. Yeah. Just from the picture. And it, it just said, yo, doesn't this look, they look alike, like predictive programming? Half a million gone. I would get a million views every time I posted. Uh, the censorship is pretty intense. And the political correctness as well. Because the political correctness is mind control. Just like the distractions are mind control. So you distract somebody, you're distract, you're making their mind go somewhere else. So it is def, 
definition of mind control. And that's what magicians do. And the magicians distract you with their hands. Like, yo, I got this uh, right here and I got this right here, you know? So you distracted. This is why the CIA hires magicians like uh, Mulholland. Let me ask you this, though, because I know uh, we've uh, DM back and forth about this episode and we were talking about uh, rituals and especially when it comes to a lot of the stuff in the music realm going on this year. I mean, not just this year, but it's been going on for, you know, all the way back. But we've been seeing a lot of these instances at Rolling Loud and a lot of these places where it just seems like it's an actual ritual trying to harvest energy. And you were just talking about magicians and the way they move their hands. Wouldn't that be very similar to what some of these artists do when they're on stage and they're moving their hands around to the crowd in a certain way? It's almost like they're mesmerizing or enchanting them, right? Wow. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and there's nothing evil about, you know, somebody performing or even a magician for that, that you know, for just saying that. It's just that there is a, a cult element going on through the control system. And that's what I, I like to get into. But yeah, that's a great connection there. Um, you can see how music is universal traditions. You go to a wedding, everyone's going to dance in any culture. And just watch Magic Mike <laughs> a couple of nights ago, then Mike's last dance. <laughs> and they go, and you could just see the, uh, the programming in that there is, and I try to break down what is, what is it? What are they trying to teach the youth with uh, just the free love? go, you know, bang everybody. Like I'm trying to figure that out, uh, in, in the research looking into, uh, the old Testament and religious values and even through Aleister Crowley and the hippie movement. And it's quite com complicated. It seems like, but it is so simple as well. I, I think, um, but dancing is a universal thing. Is there something evil about dancing? Is there something evil about music? No, it's speaking a language that we can't speak and through words, right? Words, they're very limited, uh, but they're very powerful. It's the whole, you know, words are all magical spells. The grammar, the grimoire, uh, spell casting, curse, cursive, uh, demon, demon, democrats, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you say too much, you're going to get demonetized. Yeah. Well, you're talking about like movies and stuff and the programming they're doing in this free love. It's funny you said that I was uh, chilling with this girl the other day and she was like, oh, I got this show I'm watching. She's watching this show that I didn't even heard of because when you go into other people's Netflix, it's a whole nother world, right? Like the feed like gets to them. There's this show called Bonding. It's about like S&M, you know, like all this, like, I, I don't know exactly the storyline, but it was all about these like mistresses and, and taking over. And the thing that I found super interesting about it is there's this scene, and I only watched one episode with her, but in the scene, they were painting, right? There was a men's painting, and they were talking about subconscious uh, uh, chauvinistic and, and, and toxic masculinity, and they really made the characters super feminine. And what I keep thinking and going back to is they're trying to flip the roles because it confuses us, because uh, we have these roles of what men are and what women are, and not just with the trans agenda, but just in general. And, like, it was just so shocking. Like, they were like... 
well, what are you subconsciously thinking about like uh women like you know you're objecting them and it, it was just so weird how everything that they thought was now turned around on them so that makes a lot of sense to me they're they're trying to brainwash us in my opinion to get us on this level of confusion of who's in charge who's leading and then if we don't know who the leaders are we don't know where to go so the hippie movement, like, why are they pushing the free love? And it turns out, though, they're pushing the free love to all these underage kids because they don't want them to get into politics, right? Is there anything wrong with free love? I mean, we there's something wrong with a lot of things. We got a repressed society uh, through so many different f fractions of emotions. So uh, sex is one of the greatest emotions out there, the organ energy. Even plants could feel arousal and excitement when you hook it up to a polygraph machine this is probably why during the fruit the uh the rituals where they would all bang in the forest and have the trees grow bigger uh the the for oh what's that word uh f uh i forget the word for it but rihanna was part of it the whole ishtar ritual fertility the whole fertility rituals so we have a suppressed society one fact of emotions and sex is what brings makes a family like your grandma and your grandpa they got they got kinky they did some they did some bondage stuff you know <laughs> and uh that's what brought us here so is there something evil with the the sex so you got to ask why are they pushing that on the grammys for all the kids to see why is cardi b uh, the one who gets to speak to Biden and open up the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. You know, why are they pushing this? And then they're mixing it up with the empowerment stuff as well. Like, why are they doing that? That this certain uh, time frame? Is it because when you have kids and you don't care about the kids? Because let's be honest. A lot of people who have kids today, they're not doing it for the kids or the family. They could care less about a kid. They're just doing it for the Instagram posts. So they think that they'll feel better. And it goes into the, the toxic uh, cycle of just continuing this toxic cycle. So you don't care about the, the dad. You don't care about the kid. You don't care about yourself. Uh, so let's give the kid over to the public schooling system, to the state. Now the government controls the kid I, I mean what what is it like you i'm trying to figure that out and a lot of it points to that as well um, but there's definitely a repressed society of emotions and this is why narcissism is not considered a disorder anymore because so many people are narcissistic so when you feel the emotions deeply and you have deep sobbing and deep crying and you feel it uh to an extent because our programming I'm 35, so my programming is to be a thug, to not have emotions, and to uh, not be a crybaby and be stoic, you know? Um, so that was my program. Is that bad? You know? I don't I don't think it, it, everything's not all bad, but that, that was my programming. Why? Why do they do that uh, to me? Because when you suppress one emotion, you suppress all of them. And this is where diseases come from as well, when you can't feel the feelings uh, so much as well. So, I mean, it gets deep. It, it gets so deep. And that's what we're trying to figure out. We're trying to figure out what the heck go on. Hey, I totally agree with you about the 
emotional feeling and how it's connected to um, being sick or or uh, or how your body feels too. You know, when you go through a lot of immense stress, a lot of times your body will break down and you'll get sick. So you're right about that. Uh, and that could even go back to what you said about programming too. They could be programming your mind to react to certain emotions to have a certain effect on your physical body as well. And that's all about suppressing us, right? It's like you said about the free love. Um, you know, sex in and of itself is not wrong. Like, you know, it, you're supposed to procreate. You're supposed to build a family. But how they're promoting it, though, is completely different from the way that it was meant to be. And I think that's that's the part that, like you said, Donut, we're well, trying to figure it out. I think some of it is they do it. Different styles and different programming for different generations so we can't communicate well with each other, right? So you have like the repression of the 50s and 60s. The boomers are like, oh, man, we're talking a little bit too much about sex. So then the next generation, you make it free love where it's all about sex. So then the previous generation can't understand it. So they can't communicate with each other. So they can't share ideas and come to these conclusions. And that's the same thing that we're going through because I'm 39. So I still have that same, you know, listening to music. It's uh, growing up, you know, make money, do what you got to do. Uh, uh, don't be scared. Like can never show fear. Don't cry. Like don't show emotions. But now this newer generation is way more emotional. So that way we can't always connect with them. And if we can't connect, we can't build. Absolutely. This is why they split up the grade system. Uh, first grade, second grade, third grade, we're all supposed to hang out together so we can learn from the older generations, right? I'm supposed to learn from you. And that's how they split us up in the schooling system through the 12th grades. Uh, so nobody can communicate yet. Great point. Fantastic. And that's just like what they're constantly doing to us. I wanted to jump into a little bit of, because I was getting really uh, intrigued with what you um, forgot the guests you had on, but you guys were talking about like the great American eclipse and, and Pluto's return and the Dav and the connection with the Davos meeting, how this may be this new moon and it, this could be their ritual. I wanted you to get in, into a little bit of that. If you yeah, could. absolutely. So the star system, <laughs> if the, it, their little, you know, the astrology to it, that is what the elites do. I've read that the Illuminati meet on a new moon. I don't know where. I wish I documented it. But the events that take place, it's easy to predict what's going to happen because of astrological alignments. There's some certain energy, and you can see this with a full moon. A lot of rituals go down on blood moons. The loony bin, lunatic, right? The lunar cycles control the tides control the emotions as we're made out of water so the mental institutions usually go rampant on a full moon and there's more violence in the full moon so there is something up with the stars and when davos met they met right before the new moon so it ended right before the new moon and that's when you set the intention to what you want but this new moon that Davos met on was a super new moon, which doesn't happen a lot. And it goes into the Aquarian cycle because Pluto will be entering Aquarius. We saw that when Pluto returned on 222, Biden came out at 222, which is also George Washington's birthday, 222. And on the back of the dollar bill, uh, it has 222 or the back of the hundred dollar bill, I mean, on the clock tower. So there's a certain alignment that happened, and that's when we went to 
war, the whole war stuff started popping off. So they met up the new moon for the Aquarian age for the next uh, like 25 years or something like that. And you look into Aleister Crowley, he talked about the Aeon of Horus that uh, Isaac talked, Isaac Weishaupt talks about a lot. The Aeon of Horus, which is the age of Aquarius. And they are definitely putting this into the plans, which is the great reset stuff, but it goes into the cyber uh, events that will be happening. They want to reset the internet. Um, a lot of their agenda is this. So right now there's going to be some crazy stuff this month as we are in March. In March, Pluto will go into Aquarius. When Pluto went into Capricorn, which Capricorn's all about data and statistics. This is when the financial crisis happened. When Pluto went into Scorpio, Scorpio's all about power, sex. That's when Dahmer and the AIDS epidemic happened as well. So there's something up with uh, the stars. Yeah, that's uh, man, that's really interesting. Uh, as you're tracking Pluto, going through these different phases, um, that I didn't know about uh, the Dahmer stuff and the uh, AIDS pandemic that it was connected uh, to that that lunar cycle. Uh, I'm sure the flat earthers are going to love uh, you talking about lunar cycles right now. Um. <laughs> well, the thing is, is the lunar cycles because I'm a flat earther. That doesn't that that's up there. You can look at it. You know what I mean? I've put on military grade goggles and saw spacecrafts and stuff like that that are uh far away i'm still flat earther you know and you know until i'm you know proven wrong uh but i'm open-minded to think i I, i'm pretty flat right (laughs) like that's the way i think we had mario on here recently from symbolic studies uh and he broke down a whole episode on his thinking on flat earth and the way he thinks about it is something that that Sean and I have a have an easier time accepting, um, and it seems like you have a very uh, well rounded view on that too. Like you said, you can look up in the sky, you can see these things, so it does make sense from that perspective for sure. Listen, Sean and I are, are very uh, indifferent on the subject. We're we're just a little uh, we get a little worked up at the guys that can be. Uh, I know the math. I know for sure. Uh, we're all about people that. Um, are very open-minded and have that viewpoint of, hey, this is what I think because it's the data that I have uh, come across during my research. But at the same time, I'm very open-minded to being proven wrong. So we're the same way. Hey, if the earth's flat, it's flat. <laughs> it's the parroting. You know what I mean? Any subject that's parroted for me personally, uh, I, I got qu- problems with. I don't have any problem with anybody speculating on anything because none of us know for sure a lot of this stuff. It's when people are parroting whether it's about flat earth, whether it's about BLM, whether it's about any, any subject, if you're parroting the same, you know, statistics, the same, like not statistics, but more of the same, like catchphrases, you, you hear it a lot. And that's where you're seeing that the people aren't open. I think that's the problem with uh, some of us in the community is that we're just not open enough to be, be wrong because we can be wrong, you know, or to be open to like, Oh, I didn't see it from that level. Or I could be kind of right you know, 75%. And then this other 25, I was a little bit wrong. And that's where we get into these little echo chambers where nobody wants to speak about anything. And everybody's just like, no, it has to be this way. And then we don't, we get stuck and we can't really find a lot of the answers. We're yeah, looking absolutely. For. 
I, I don't like that whole echo chamber parroting stuff. That is seriously uh, the, the most tyrannical system. The truth or community is more tyrannical than the Illuminati in a lot of ways. You know, you better, I swear, bro, like you better believe what I'm saying. They're out of a million possibilities, a lot of maybes. They, <laughs> I'm not a conspiracist. I'm a possibilitist. There's so many possibilities, but the, the only possibility is going to be the worst one in my mind. So out of everything that can go wrong, the worst thing is going to go wrong. But yeah, uh, if you don't believe like we do, then F you. And there's, yeah, I don't, I, I hate conformity. And a lot of the truth community is all echo chambers, like you're saying, and conforming and won't even question a narrative that's in that. So absolutely uh it's it's i'm right on with you there definitely a problem that we deal with yeah for sure yeah sean and i talk about this a lot on our show uh how really the uh the sheep are actually the truth or community that's screaming at everybody else that they're sheep a lot of times because they get caught in these boxes to where they have to believe this one thing. And, and like you said, Donna, if you don't believe like I do, then I'm done with you. I'll never talk to you again. Well, that's not what we were supposed to be doing as critical thinkers. We're supposed to be open-minded. We're supposed to be able to take on information that is outside of our realm of thinking. Because that's how you grow your mind. That's how you're able to see someone else's perspective and be able to be proven wrong. Sean and I t say all the time, we're wrong a lot. Uh, I'm wrong probably more often than not, but every time I'm wrong, I just learned something new. So I actually expanded my mind and I just elevated and I just evolved my mind to another level. So yeah, a lot of totally people agree with that, man. say, yo, this is an evil symbol, but they don't even know what the symbol is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and that goes for me too, because the more I go down the donut hole or the rabbit hole, I think uh, one symbol means one thing. And then it turns out that symbol has been inverted and perverted for the secret, secret societies. Because we see these secret societies all over that aren't so secret. They're all over the news, like Skull and Bones, Freemasons, Hellfire Club, uh, the Black Hand. There's all these different groups. But there's also groups that aren't talked about. But they got Wikipedia pages, though. You can look into them. And um, that's what I've been trying to dive into but a real secret society you won't even know what their name is yeah and that's how you keep it secret you know what i mean like you keep it all but i think that's intentional to create these echo chambers when we're talking about whether it's rituals whether it's the shape of the earth what fill in the blank of the subject because again then it prevents us from connecting to me, a lot of the agenda is just not allowing us to connect. And I go back a lot. I call it the working class because it's the easiest way to define it. But the working class people, they do not want us connected on any level. Because if we can connect, we're not just that we can overthrow or we could do this, we could do that. But we can learn from each other and we can become where we don't need this system. And we realize, oh, man, we're we're much more powerful together. That's why everything, in my opinion, is put out and placed out so we can always be arguing whatever the subject is, what to politics, to conspiracies, to paranormal. They don't want us to connect. They want you to be ideologues where it's like, oh, well, this is what I say. This is what it goes. This is how it is. That's it. 
And that prevents us from having that real connection as human beings that we need. Because we all saw through 2020, us being locked in our houses, people not going to school, kids, stuff like that. It, it really was so detrimental to the connection level. And that's why we saw these BLM riots, not just on the you know le surface level of like, uh, you know, that's the surface of obviously there's deeper connections in that. But I mean, on the surface level, you had people locked in their houses for a couple months. And then you had this ritual event with George Floyd and it got everybody sparked up. And then in my opinion, there's a lot of, you know, agent provocateurs that go into these uh, riots or, or these protests. They spark it off. All you need is about five people. You know, someone throws a brick through a window. We know how to concert. I know what a concert. Once one person starts fighting, you'll just start seeing everybody. That energy starts passing on to everybody. And I think that's what they intentionally try to do. That's why right now I think it's hilarious that the left and the right are arguing. Like the right is like, oh, man, January 6th was full of a bunch of feds, you know, blah, blah, blah. and then they're like, but watch out for Antifa, man. They're no good. And then, you know, the other side is like, oh, and I'm like, they're both feds, man. The Antifa, the January 6th, they're all like federal agents in psychological warfare. That's what they use to separate us because they do not want us to connect. Like, that's why I was really intrigued when you were talking about, like, you know, the great reset of the Internet. And, you know, they Klaus Schwab talked about, you know, this catastrophic uh, uh, event, this cyber warfare. And they've been a little bit planted in our seeds since 21, uh, you know, 2020 and 2021. They had a couple of events, some malware stuff because they want this reset because I think the Internet got out of their hands. It got out of control. And now we mastered it and we're able to connect on a different level you know we don't have to be in the same state we don't have to be in the same country and we could communicate and i think the elites of the world that that's the easiest way to like uh call them or they want us boxed in they don't want us talking to each other they were like do not talk to donut they don't want to kill the mockingbirds talking to donut because donut's going to give us some information that we're going to go run with you know that's the whole point of it is if we don't talk we're stuck in our own little world we don't know that something happened somewhere else. Like you said earlier, they don't want us in Mexico. Why? What's in Mexico? Other people that we could connect with, that we can build with, and that is detrimental to all their plans. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it turns out when all that's going on that uh, maybe Biden is out there and it was just a big distraction um, or something like that. You know what I mean? But you're absolutely right. The left and right paradigm, Carol Quigley, Talked about it in his book about the Illuminati, <laughs> pretty much uh, going into all of it, how they got to have. And he was like, yo, you guys are geniuses, you know, that you have the the left and the right are controlled by the same person. There's a little difference to them, but not much. So the plan still goes through. And we can see that, that the plans, no matter who's the president, the plans are going to continue. And uh, it, it gets deep, bro. It goes into the religions, the ethnicities, and all of this. The people that want to control the world, I don't know what they are, if they're aliens or whatever, but they'll control all the religions, and they will control all the different ethnicities and all the different states. And the 15-minute cities is a popular topic. I mean, that's some more, like, you can't go 15 minutes down the road, like, that's even more um, separation. And the whole thing, like going back to the sex thing with man and woman, that is the biggest divide. And I believe that's what they're trying to do is divide man versus woman. Uh, that's And also dividing our own bodies. So it will be a body and technology as well. Yeah, that's crazy. And you're seeing that separation through podcasting. You know what I mean? There's a lot... 
me and Joel talk about this a lot. We're going to do an episode probably in the near future, but you have this fresh fit. You have the Andrew Tates. Uh, go on and name. There's all these podcasts where they're pitting men versus women. And they're very disingenuous conversations where they're like, they get some Instagram models and they're like, I want a guy that makes a million dollars. Like, you know what I mean? That's not the actual, what people, if you go into the real world, yeah, they're not, they may think that now after watching all these podcasts, but previously before that, there were, most people were looking for love, happiness, building a family. Now it's all this materialistic things and pitting us against each other. And this is what a man is. And you have to be like this, or this is a woman that you have to be like this when we're unique individuals. Right. And they want to not let us know that they, they want to paint this picture that we're always at war. If you look at every single situation they bring out, it's always somehow pitting us against each other, whether it's with race, whether it's with religion, gender, so on and so forth. Politics, you know, they're finding any way and every way to conquer and divide. And I think the more that people see that, the better, because people, I've seen plenty of people fall into these traps of they are like, oh, I'm a liberal or I'm a Republican or I'm blah, blah, blah. And now I hate this person or I can't get along with this person because I, I, I don't understand them or they don't understand me. They're against me and they're my enemy right away. It's like joining a gang. You join a gang, you automatically have enemies. So I think that's the same game plan that they're playing off of us. Yeah, and just to jump on what both of you guys were saying there, I mean, what was it just yesterday, that article that came out in the LA Times talking about white people breathe better air in LA because more of them drive cars than people of color. So they're actually polluting the air more for people of color. So it's actually racist in a sense to drive a car if you're white in LA, which the underlining tone though, if you really read through the article, which I did was it's the carbon footprint. It's, it's the climate change. It's, it's about, well, you don't want to drive. You don't want to put pollution in the air because that's racist. Like, they're finding another angle to keep you from driving a car or spending an inordinate amount of money on an EV vehicle, and most people can't afford those. So what happens? You get back on public transport, and then it goes back to what you just said, Donut, that 15-minute city, which they really want to do, which is really crazy. They're not only trying to keep you within your country. They're trying to box you in to a point to where you can't even move around. And what's really the purpose? I mean, let me ask you this, Donut. Do you think that, and I know you go deep with the occult, do you think that they're boxing people in into these tight spaces because they're trying to harvest some sort of energy? Is that is is that a possibility that they're trying to do that to keep people boxed in, to keep some sort of... Uh, you know, uh, tabs on them in a way that if you're not moving around, we got more access to you easier. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's definitely going on. Like, you look into geomancy, that's a big part of controlling the world. That's why the Templars and the ley lines and all of this is super important in the different, the 33rd parallels and all that, all the 33rd parallel lining up with all the death row states. And there's energy harvesting Somewhat, yeah, so absolutely. Um, reading about plants and just other stuff like that has really opened my mind to how important that is. And I wonder what they're doing. So, when someone visits a porn site, it's usually 13 minutes when you're looking at the porn until the explosion happens, like the volcano explosion, <laughs> because the pyramid goes back to the that's another thing is like. A lot of people don't understand what that pyramid is on the dollar bill. And it could go all the way back to 
uh, a volcano, a pyro, pyromid. And it, go, it goes even deeper than that. I mean, that's why it's good to podcast with people because I learn so much more when I come on the, these podcasts. But there is some sort of energy that happens. The, so the 13 minutes somebody is on the porn website, that is the same time that the Super Bowl went on, which was like a fertility ritual. And then Rihanna was pregnant and they showed her as an egg right before it. And then she's pregnant. And then you had all these sperm, like sex magic ritual. And I talked about this years ago uh, during the weekend, right? It's performance. I said it was a sex ritual. I got laughed at. I had about two, three podcasters on my own channel and I brought it up. They laughed at me and they both told me to delete it from the podcast because they don't want to be aligned with fake stuff like that. And now it's like a consensus in the truth community that these are fertility rituals. So it's uh, it just kind of proves the point that what Gandhi said, who was also, if you look into it, connected to some sketchy fools and that could be a total psyop but he said first they laugh at you first they ignore you then they laugh at you then they fight you and then you're the truth that's like true that's what happens um i don't know what the question was (laughs) i start talking about the sex rituals and i get crazy It's a topic people don't like to look at because um, of the, the but it's important. It's a, it's yeah. And that's, I think a lot of that comes from like the baby boomer generation where it, everything's, you know, don't talk about religion. Don't talk about sex. Don't talk about politics because then we can't understand. It, and then it becomes you become ashamed, right? They want you to be ashamed of sex. And now they're opening it up, but into this realm of where now, if you've noticed, like even with a Rihanna, or a lot of these superstars, they are now the alpha, right? Usually the male is behind them or they're hugging up on the dude. Like it's where they're making women more be the male figure. They're trying to switch and swap. That's why I also think a lot of this trans uh, whole thing is it's not just about trans people. It's about flipping the roles, right? They constantly want to have it flipped because, again, we're confused. Because if we don't know our role, how do we go through society? That's a huge amount of it. And and when people laugh at stuff like that, I think it's crazy that people won't listen to somebody that has an outlandish idea. Like, man, I'll want to hear all of it because even if, say, 100% out of 100%, if 50% of it's wrong, well, 50% is right. Even if 20% is right, I need that 20% of the information. Or maybe they're coming at with the information. And, you know, sometimes we're, especially when we're on podcasts and stuff, we're just spitballing. We have an idea of what we're talking about, but we're putting the thoughts together. So if anybody says that, like, you know, I think that's lame, man. <laughs> I think that's lame to not want to let that be on a podcast. And Donut, to even say that sex rituals don't exist when Aleister Crowley was one of the masters of sex magic and the implications on what that did uh, just for him. I mean, you got to think, too, 
when you talk about the music community, especially in hip hop, when you talk about the dudes in hip hop and, and, you know, giving up their ass for another guy and what that implication is, you know, the penetration and what that opens up their mind to these demonic entities. I mean, all this stuff comes even further back from Crowley, but Crowley made it really mainstream in the music community um, because musicians really align themselves with Crowley. I mean, you can look at the Beatles record. He's on the front cover of that. Um, a lot of these, a lot of these guys, I mean, you look at Jay-Z, Do What Thou Wilt, all of them, all of them, you know, are aligned with that mentality. And sex magic is a huge gateway to connect to these entities. It always is. It is a it is a huge part of it. And to not talk about it or act like it doesn't exist, even on a uh, metaphorical level, like you're talking about Rihanna, that's more of a metaphorical level. They're not really having sex in public, but they are acting out the ritual to get to to get to an end point right they're trying to harvest this energy so yeah i i'm with sean like whoever was laughing you probably needs to be slapped up because it, they obviously don't know a whole lot about the occult and how that's worked since the dawn of time i mean come on so the subject <laughs> we got <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> So smooth, so crisp. There we go. Smooth, crisp butt cheeks, right? Uh, I was shaving my face. What are you shaving? Uh... Never mind. Don't answer that. I'm talking about the smooth, crisp pages of Paranormality Magazine, the premium paranormal magazine in all the world. In all the world? That sounds dope. What all is it about? It's a monthly paranormal magazine that delves into the strange world of shadow people, UFOs, and killer interviews with people like David Spinks, Alexandria Weiss, Chaz of the Dead, and many more for $7.99 a month or $127.99 for the whole year. Sean, I love reading, but I'm on the go a lot. You know, I literally hunt down these paranormal beings and cryptids for real. That's fine too. For $3.99 a month or $24.99 a year, you can get the digital subscription. So when you run up on Dogman in the forest, you can show them what they're saying about him on the outside. I think he would love that, actually. How do I get this monthly work of art to show all my cryptid friends? Easy, bro. Just go to paranormalitymag.com or click Paranormality Magazine link in our podcast show notes, and it will take you right there. Plus, you get a 10% discount on any subscription and a 30% discount on any shirt when you use the promo code BIRDKILLERS. I'm going there right now. What was that promo code again? BIRDKILLERS! But those people, they brought a lot of good information too on stuff. So it's like what you were saying, that 80-20 principle. I'll still talk to them, but they took away something really, really important because they were not, uh, they're too prideful. And it's funny because a lot of people like in the truther community, they virtual signal like they are uh, one of these um, program sheep. Uh, I mean, it's just like the ego and the uh, narcissism and the pride. And we all got we all got it. You know what I mean? But uh, it really leaks out on uh, the Internet. You could you could see you could see it. I think it's constantly breaking your matrix, though. It's something I try to do all the time. Look, 
if the Earth's flat, Donut, I will come to you and Mario, and I'll be like, look, we're gonna go, we're gonna go across the ice wall, bro. We're, Mario we're thinks it's it. flat. Yeah, Mario thinks it's flat. He did a whole episode with us about it being flat. Okay, because I'm going to talk to him on Monday on his Yeah, he's got this whole ring theory, though, Donut, where it's like a bunch of rings, and they keep going infinitely out, and then the rings go in. He doesn't know how far they go in, but he ties it all into, like, uh, the North Pole and, like, Polaris and all that, which is really interesting. But he believes, like you, though, that the luminaries exist. His theory is that the luminaries are in each ring very similar to the sun and moon are in our ring. So as you're looking further out that like uh, Mars and Jupiter and all of them are like in, in this, they're, they're, they're similar to what the sun and moon is here. So it, it's, it's a real interesting theory that he's got. You should definitely talk to him about that, but uh, you know, I could take, I could take it on board and if I'm wrong about it, I'm okay with that. Like, man, I'm very open-minded to being wrong. So it's, it's all good to me, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm still blown away by these guys that didn't uh, take on board the sex magic because that's such an integral yeah, part of the and occult. It, it always has It been. could be not, you know, and then that's a real scary thought to think about. Uh, and a lot of people want to return to the womb because they're scared. So the flat earth thing could also be, you know, I'm scared uh, that what if, like, that's true, that we're just flying around. What the heck? That That's a scary thought. Um so it could also be a psychology thing on the whole, the flat earth thing, even with myself that, Hey, I want to return to a simpler time, um, that I don't have to worry and I can be coddled by the mother, you know, like a baby, you know, <laughs> so that could be it too. You know, I just, I, that's just right now. I think it, it is, but, uh, even Pluto has the dolphin, not the dolphin. Uh, we're going to talk about the dolphins, right? So Pluto has Pluto, the dog on it, and they were showing pictures of, I believe, some planet, uh, I forget which one, I was trying to look for it, that there's dolphin clouds all over it, and uh, it's just, uh, it seems like a big Disney manufacturer system with the whole, uh, anything with space, anything with space seems CGI Elon Musk, NASA, Nazi, Walt Disney, secret society connections, like uh, Neil Armstrong, right? He's part of secret societies, and Neil A is alien backwards, like the wordplay. Um, all li leading us up to this UFO threat. The UFO, we're in the year of the rabbit. If you look at the moon, there's a bunny rabbit on it. The moon and the rabbit have always been connected together. And we're in the year of the rabbit. So I've always, I, that was one thing that I got right is I said there's going to be UFOs this year. And Rihanna's ritual, I think that baby will be born on the UFO day, which is July 2nd. But it could also be like June 28th or 24th. That's another UFO day as well. But I think it's July 2nd because that's an, that's actually July 4th. Uh, Benjamin Franklin changed it to July 4th. And then you got multiple presidents dying on that day that are the founding fathers. July 2nd was the actual founding. So, yeah. And you got Independence Day, the movie Independence Day, uh, yep. Aliens, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of connections with that. It, it makes a lot yes. of sense in that in So that July aspect. 2nd was when the UFOs invaded in Independence Day. 
you always see bunnies connected to UFOs. The first person who was abducted by a UFO was Bugs Bunny by Marvin the Martian. And then like 10 years later, the first human abduction happened with Betty and Barney Hill, which is like, what? Betty and Barney like the Flintstones. You look into the Flintstones, you can see that they got the bunny rabbit ears or whatever, but they're part of secret societies. The cartoons are part of secret societies. The Simpsons, you know, secret society right there. Uh, Homer working in sector uh, G7 or 7G. You know, you got the G7 out here. And then the Freemasonic compass has the G, which is the seventh letter. There's a lot of weird secret society connections. I like looking into the secret societies because they play such a big role in the world in big events. I also wanted to, I thought something that you highlighted, uh, uh, you were talking about like the Pete Davidson crash, right? The accident. I thought that was good that you said that because a lot of people, when they're talking about like, you know, everything's scripted, because I don't believe everything's scripted, but I do think that there's people out to get you, right? There's people that, hey, you're, you're, you've done your time. This is, you've got your little fame. We told you, you know, your 15 minutes is up, man, you know? And, but it doesn't always, uh, accumulate to them actually getting killed but that doesn't mean that there wasn't an attempt and then you brought up the m&m one right as well so i think that was cool because everybody thinks like oh every death there's a lot that we missed because it doesn't it doesn't happen as planned because like i was talking to joel before everybody thinks everything's scripted i think everything's planned not scripted because scripted means that you've practiced it and you've got it down a plan you just go hey this is the plan and the plan might not go or be executed the way that you had it all, you know, develop in the strategy to say everything scripted would mean like more pro wrestling where they're like, okay, here's move one. And then we're going to do move two. Now there's these plans like a Pete Davidson. We're going to take Pete Davidson out. We're going to take Eminem out, but the plan didn't work because we're still humans, right? Errors can happen. Uh, not, you know, something that you weren't ready for happens. And then they switch it though on the fly, right? They try to use it. And, and then, you were talking about all these other powerful people try to align with even more powerful people for protection. Yeah. Nobody's really talked about that. Um, like there was a fight outside my apartment, right? That, sh that was scripted, you know, it happened on March 10th. They were fighting, you know what I mean? Like that's how people look at yeah. everything. Like some old dude, some old dude who's like 85 dies. Yo, that was that was planned script. I'm like, bro, he's old. He's 85, yeah. bro. What do you think gonna happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? But I do think that there is um, these rituals that do go down, and there's a lot of evidence to it. Going back to the doors, going back, and like, what if they're not even dead? What if they cloned, or what if that character, that corporation? Because each one of these celebrities is a corporation. Maybe they needed to file bankruptcy on the the corporation so they kill off the uh singer or actor and now those movie sales go up michael jackson makes way more money when he uh died than when he was alive his album sells so pete davidson getting in the car crash it happened at a crossroads so i'm connecting that to the crossroads right where the faustian pack the meeting with the devil happens and then you know you get in the comment section there's a crossroad every like five seconds uh yeah that's true too you know um so it is good to bounce around but i'm 
just like to look at what's going on. Ariana Grande, her concert had 10, 17 people entered, 1,017 people. And that 10, 17 number is interesting because Gucci Man this year has a lot of sacrifices in his life and he has 1017 Brick Squad. Eminem's birthday's on 1017. The person who came to Eminem's house, this Clinton Township house, I was like, this fool under MK Ultra trying to kill him. Everyone laughed, like in the comment. That's hocus pocus, weird, clickbait. And then it came out the next day, the guy was there to kill him. And he had the three first names uh, that lost, like serial killers have, the three first names. And Ariana Grande, she married this elite real estate guy who sells for like the Saudi Royals real estate. I think it was just a layer of protection for the 27 club, just like Miley Cyrus got sober at 27. And then she went back out drinking and doing drugs at 28. Um, I mean, I do not. I, yeah, I get mad when I talk about Miley Cyrus. I think it's because I think she's, she's pretty. And, but she's also so evil at the same time. So it just gets me so frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I got, I got one for you. Um, So this is something I've been looking at for probably the past, I don't know, five years or so. And you brought up cloning. So it made me think about this part of uh, Hollywood. And you're talking about a layer of protection. Well, I've noticed a really big theme with, with rappers getting face tattoos as a layer of protection. So if they are taken out, tattoos are super hard to, you you can never get them perfectly right. It's a piece of art, right? It's just like a painting. You can't mimic it exactly. You never can. And I noticed guys like Post Malone, who lived out in LA, and all of a sudden he decides to hightail it out, goes out in the middle of nowhere in Utah, and he basically is kind of off the grid in a, in a sense. I mean, he's still working in Hollywood and working in the music industry, but he face-tatted himself to death. And you look at a lot of these other rappers that I have too, and then, oddly enough, you see some of these rappers that supposedly were cloned or come back, and the tattoos don't look the same, which is interesting too. And I know that's a rabbit hole that's... it's. You know, some people will either take on board or not take on board. But I do think it's you brought up a layer of protection. And I wonder, too, if that is also a layer of protection that some of these rappers are doing by getting a myriad of face tattoos as like, listen, you can clone me, but they're going to know. Bro, that's genius, bro. That is wild. I had no idea. Yeah, that's exactly that sounds exactly like what is going on. That's crazy. (laughs) That's a great connection. I'm going to make a video about that. That's why I need this video so I can put that in a video. Because that is dope. That is super dope. That's critical thinking right there. Post Malone, he's a juggalo. And you think about Post, too. When he came out with that album, when he moved out there, was when he came out with that album, Hollywood's Bleeding. And that whole album, if you listen to the layers of what he's saying in that album, he's talking about all of the CD and undercurrents going on in L.A. He even alludes to blood rituals, all that's going on in that album, which was really wild. And that's when he really started getting face tatted up. And I started putting that connection. Um, uh, and also, uh, Tom McDonald, when he came out with Clone Rappers like years ago, and he had that weird scene where he's in there and they're trying to put face tattoos back on his face. 
and he ends up running off, but he doesn't have any tattoos on his body, so the clone version of him is running off with no tattoos. So I started thinking about the, the, the face tattoos, because I'm like, man, some of these guys, when they come back, and everybody's like, man, that face tattoo's in the wrong place, or that doesn't look right, and then people just gloss over it, or face tattoos start disappearing uh, via Gucci Mane. You know, tattoos just seem to be fading away. They don't look right. And that hit me that I think some of these guys are doing that. I think, and that's why I think you got some of them that just get taken out. They're dead. And they don't come back. They're like, well, we can't clone you, so we're just going to take you out. XXX Attention, there's one. I mean, you've got several where you could look to that too. But, yeah, I did make that correlation some years back, and I, I kind of hold into it. I kind of like the idea. I'm working on a thesis right now because for the last 35 years, I've been the juggalo of the year consecutively. And uh, I wanted to do a breakdown on – the Illuminati juggalo stuff, you know, because I'm a juggalo, my mom's juggalo, and that was the counterculture. And now learning about Grateful Dead, my mom was a deadhead, my whole family deadheads, that that was all social engineering with the CIA and the military. And I wonder if there's something up with that. It's Post Malone, he's a juggalo. And also MGK performed at the gathering uh, before he became awarded with CIA assets like the uh, Megan Fox and him doing the rituals and whatnot. Coolio as well talked about the Illuminati. He has a hatchet man tattoo. The hatchet man looks similar to the Grateful Dead bear. And even at the gatherings, it, tons of drugs, LSD. And I'm sober, so I go there and I'm just alone, you know, because um, everyone's all drunk and high and... Um, but I'm the biggest ICP fan ever. Like I love their music and I got to meet Violent J on the tour bus and he was so nice to me. And he, he, the whole, he went on this whole rant that Michael Jackson, uh, wouldn't do that bad stuff that he was like a good dude. Um, and it was like, so I'm like a huge fan. So I'm making this thesis. And so what you're just talking about now really uh, I'm gonna. I want to use some of that for this thesis that I want to do, which is just asking questions. It's a fun video, you know. Um, have you seen Inside Job? Have you seen the 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 show on Netflix, Inside Job? Have you seen season? I two? haven't watched any of it, but I know what it is. <laughs> well, in season two, they have like the this like because the one is like incognito, and then they have the Illuminati. They have like the secret society games, and one of the secret societies is insane clown right. No, you're right. They're controlling, yeah, <laughs> the they're controlling the, the monetary system. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, thank you so much for bringing that up. So, I mean, there's a lot of connections there that I want that I want to do um, because it's the counterculture that is like I'm the bad boy. I'm not following Eminem, right? Because there was this big beef with Eminem, the number one rapper, who was cloned. I'm the real Slim Shady, right? You still got that whole clone operation. The Chronic. Chronic goes back to Saturn, Kronos. And they had the Chronic album where they did that diss where there was the skulls all behind them. And the skulls is Kronos. Uh, Father Time. That's why Skull and Bones has the skull and bones. The skull is for Saturn. So yeah, wow. And even Eminem, e, uh, Eminem, he has the 33 in his thing and his name's Marshall Mathers, 
which can be connected to Samuel Mathers of the Order of the Golden Dawn. And like Pete Davidson, there was a Dr. Pete Davidson who was part of another order as well. Uh, so it's like they're using the same names. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that up, bro. That just like verifies that I got to continue that that research. I want to go to the gathering this year. And it's interesting because this one is about UFOs, uh, psychopathic from outer space. And see, I'm the biggest fan. So it's not like I'm dissing them um, at all because I, I'm truly genuinely a fan, but I'm truly genuinely a cult researcher and I want to figure some stuff out. You're asking you know? questions. I, I feel there's nothing wrong with asking questions because that's what we do, man. We got to figure things out and it's important to be critical thinkers. If we're just going to be like, oh, I mean, you don't have to be, I guess, if you want to just live your life and you don't want to know, like, you know, ignorance is bliss, fine. You can live in that that world of the matrix and eat your fake steak if you'd like. But some of us really would like to understand and it's nothing against any of these artists. It's not saying that they're necessarily and a lot of times I think that's misconception is that people think that's why I say the scripted versus plan. I'm more of it's planned, right? There may be powerful people that are like, hey, this is the plan we want to do. That doesn't mean that those people are involved necessarily, but they could be useful idiots. They might be just, you know, hey, someone gave me this, you know, oh, that's a great idea. You know, I, I write music myself. So if someone came and was like telling us like, and, and I don't know them that they're a, a tied with the occult and they gave me some ideas and I use those ideas, does that make me a, a part of the occult? Not necessarily. I'm just going, oh, that's a great idea. I'm just running with it. I think there's this confusion that like every famous person and, and they're all involved. I don't think they're all involved. I just think they're nudged these ways, right? There's, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Cass Sunstein. Cass Sunstein has this, uh, it was under the Obama administration. We talked a little bit, a lot about him on here because he was big on the whole, like, uh, uh, to me, he's part of the QSYOP because he had this whole, like, paper called Cognitive Infiltration. But he also wrote this book called The Nudge Theory. And a lot of these think tanks use it where they nudge people into the direction they want to go. And that's what we hear a lot of like, you know, that's what these social justice warriors do. That's what a lot of these, uh, you know, woke people now. But in any part, like we had it in the 50s where, you know, people were like, hey, man, you, you, you have to go to church. And it has to be like this or you have to, you know, not do any drugs. And I'm not saying people should do drugs, but I'm saying they, they, they would go to the extreme. And every time you notice whether music, politics, all this, everybody goes to one extreme and then to the and then 10 years later, we go to the next extreme. And I think that's intentional. That's part of the plan. Now there's people that they uh, they you know break that they break the plan because they don't want to die. Like you know what I'm saying. Even if you sign uh, some contract and you don't really you're not aware, and maybe you are have some Illuminati connections or some secret society connections of the people that got you involved. But then when it comes down and you're like, dang, I gotta die. I'm sure you're gonna try to find a way to get to escape. You're not gonna try to just sit there and be like, oh, you know, I got my fame and. Hopefully if they want to come, because nobody wants to, uh, you know, the most scary thing I think to most humans is death, right? Because it's the unknown. It's the what happens after we die. That's why it's such a huge topic for us. So I could really see that most of these people are useful idiots. And I'm not tr trying to call them idiots, but I'm just saying they're, they're just pawns, you know? They know people want to be successful. They know people want to uh, be part of these, you know, huge uh, events or be famous or you know we're vain at times right we want to be right so they feed into this and if we don't check ourselves because at the end of the day i always say this on our podcast is that at the end of the day the most thing is we have to check ourselves like better yourself i can't make you better don't and i can't make joe now 
on accident, I can make you better by like, hey, that's a cool idea. But that is internally you, right? You're the one accepting and being open to these ideas. If you're not, then that's on you. And I think that's what they're trying to do with a lot of the confusion is make separate us so we can't better ourselves. But to say everybody's scripted, I think that's a false statement. And that's why I don't think it's wrong for anybody to make these videos because things are planned. But plants can go wrong. That nudge theory that you brought up, I never heard of that, but it is part of the mind control is the group think, the group, the comment section, the the whole, uh, I'm part of this group, I'm part of this group, you know, the group doesn't have an individual thought, it is not an individual organism, it is another type of organism, which can go into mania and insaneness, like the dancing plague and dancing until they die, kind of. Stuff. It's crazy, you know, group think. So that nudge theory, thank you for bringing that up. I'm going to look yeah, into Cass that. Yeah, Sunstein. Yeah, he's a, he's a character. Like, uh, uh, you might want to check that one. And then also the uh, cognitive infiltration. That paper is pretty good too, man. That's uh, our, our my and Joel's theory kind of of not just ours. I know there's other people, but that we believe that's what this whole Q psyop was like developed for. To get people into a group. Cognitive information. What's it called? Uh, Information. Infiltration. Infiltration. Got to note that so I, I look it up. Yeah, he basically wrote this paper back in uh, 08 about infiltrating the, uh, it wasn't considered the truth or community back then, but conspiracy theorists and being able to herd them around by infiltrating in and creating a psyop within, you know, another psyop to control them. And when you read it, it literally mimics everything that happened when Q came out. So it's it's almost like they were setting the precursor, letting you know years before, like, hey, this is what we're going to do. But, of course, people don't know anything about that uh, paper that he wrote. And Sean and I have talked about it in length. And a lot of people won't take on board this piece of information that's out there. Um, because they don't want to, again, it's their, they're boxed into their ideologies. They're boxed into how they think about things. And listen, I'm the first one to say that there was a lot of good things that came out of the Q movement that people became awake and aware, but what they didn't understand was mixed in with that truth was a lot of stuff that was false, that herded people down, uh, a path that was controllable at that point. And that's the only thing that, that Sean and I talk about a lot when it comes to that paper, but yeah, definitely check that out. It's a, it's. It's a very interesting piece of, uh, well, of work. Yeah, I'm an old school conspiracist. Uh, you know, I like Jordan Maxwell, you know, all the old school people. So when all this crazy stuff was happening and I, with the lockdowns, I made a channel. I didn't even know what the heck a, a Q was. And I was following all the Trump stuff because I was working for a radio station, uh, a podcast YouTube station that would follow that stuff, like a conservative station. Never even heard of it the whole time. So I'd be making these videos and then I would get all these. Uh, and I think that's why my channel grew so much because of that movement too. Um, then when I got, it was funny because um, I would get some weird, weird people. Like whenever I talked about a certain topic, uh, the trolls came out and it was really weird because I talk about Epstein, let's say, then the weirdest attacks would start happening with me and it was just a weird thing. So when the Facebook page got deleted, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because all the people that stayed were just my 
like fans. So it's all love over there. Um, the nudging thing is an interesting thing too because they don't even need to like control us because they can just show us in the algorithms the videos that they want us to show so it will nudge us in the right direction they they don't need to come in and like whack people they can just be like yo let's just nudge uh, this fool we'll just have this video pop up and this video pop up yeah it's it's wild or just drop a seed you got a guy on twitter that says one thing we don't know who this person you can just and they oh they got a lot of followers and they say something controversial that seed is planted and then you see everybody bickering because they take to sides because they've pushed us into this format of where we have to pick a team right people are always telling me like oh when it when it comes down to it you're gonna have to pick a side i'm like man what do you mean I'm, my side is just protecting what my family and my whole and my circle and all that stuff there is no teams like i'm on team human you know what i mean if you're down with working class humans like i'm with you but they want us to be on teams and i think that's where the nudge theory comes in, where they just go, oh, but they're already uh, ready for these whole team thing. We just push you a little bit this way. Like me and Joel talked about, like uh, he brought up a good thing about we were talking about the bugs, right? Everybody's like, oh man, we're gonna be eating bugs, and we're that's part of the nudge theory, in my opinion. Is they're nudging you like, hey, the bugs? No, we don't want to eat bugs. What do we go to? The alternative, the fake meat. It kind of brushes off about all this manufactured meat. And so everybody's worried about these bugs and like, man, I don't want to eat bugs. And you see everybody in the community like, man, they're trying to make us eat bugs. No, they're trying to tell you to eat bugs. So that way you're not looking over here. That's what you were talking about earlier. The sleight of hand trick, right? They're like, oh man, bugs. Oh, here's some fake meat. Yeah, what's wrong with bugs, bro? You deep fry a couple of bugs. I mean, delicious. You know, they be eating bugs all over the world. Hey, I eat them. I talk about it all the they time. They be eating bugs all over the world. Like they eat cockroaches. Like that's no, you know, it just uh yeah, that's a great point. The the nudging with that, make it that seems so crazy, so they can have the same investors uh go over to the the synthetic meats. That is a fabulous connection. Wow. So I really want to switch gears and get into the dolphin Illuminati. Please break this down for us. I've seen some videos, so I know the premise. But I really want you to break this down in a way because, man, some of those connections you're making are unbelievable. And I mean this in a good way because I'm like, whoa, I never thought about that. So please, you got the floor on this one. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll start it off with uh, like a question to, to both of you. Why is it called uh, Mockingbird? Kill the Mockingbird. Operation Mockingbird. So what is Operation Mockingbird? Uh, Operation Mockingbird is, you know, where the Central Intelligence agents uh, pretty much infiltrated like news stations to sway the public opinion. Right. They would uh, implant stories and implant certain, uh, you know, faces, uh, talking heads for a better term, you know, for lack of a better term to get people to go almost like the nudge theory. Right. You want to go to no war. So they. Hey, did you hear what was going on in Germany? They da, da da da. Hey, did you hear what's going on in Syria? They did all so that they can implant these fake stories or embellish to get people to be rallied around to be good for a world war or anything. But that's just an example. So the CIA has a program, Mockingbird, right? A bird. They also have Project Bluebird, right? Twitter is the blue bird which goes into mind control charles manson released an album with the beach boys which had connections to the song titling being blue bird so there's a bird element 
You got Monarch Butterfly Mind Control. You see the wrappers under the mind control with the butterfly symbolism. So these animals of the Illuminati seem to be like an important thing. You got the uh, sex kitten programming. So the Illuminati dolphins is something that I always wanted to know about because of Robert Anton Wilson's Illuminatus trilogy. He had the dolphins on the cover and no, no real talk in in the books about dolphins. And then I found one line that said this guy, John C. Lilly. And John C. Lilly did experiments that was funded by NASA, by hospitals, like government hospitals uh, that still exist today, to give LSD to communicate with the dolphins so they can communicate with aliens and extraterrestrials, which I don't think are from up there. I think they're from the ocean. You know, uh, most UFO reports come from the ocean. So communicating with some higher intelligent beings in the ocean. The dolphin is very similar to us as we're mammals. Uh, this is why we can be programmed so easily through television because you and me baby ain't none but mammals. So let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. So this imitating there with the mammals plus their cerebral cortex is very similar. Their brains are bigger than ours though, but not by much. So they were perfect experiment to learn about extraterrestrials. They were having sex with these dolphins. They were building such a bond in these government programs with John C. Lilly, which is connected to the whole counterculture, Timothy Leary, uh, even Terrence McKenna. They, they're all there to push the drugs and isolation tanks. You hear Joe Rogan talk about isolation tanks. This is coming from John C. Lilly, who was doing these experiments on the dolphins. He would be in an isolation tank, just like Stranger Things 11. They put her in a bath to communicate to the other world and the aliens in the other world or demons or whatever they are. She, he would do that. And he would be in this isolation tank while this girl was jerking the dolphins off and giving them acid. And he would communicate with them psychically in this tank. So we get games that we played called Echo the Dolphin, which is about a dolphin fighting aliens, an extraterrestrial threat, which I had no idea. I thought it was just a dolphin having fun. Um, but it was, it was inspired by this guy. Um, so the whole counterculture movement is connected to this dolphin research. This guy, John C. Lilly, taught at the Esalen Institute which was funded by the Travis Scott, not Travis Scott, Travis, Tavis Stock, which sounds very similar. And, Tavis, you know, Travis Scott's connected with Elon, McDonald's, the Kardashians, Astroworld. The Esalen Institute is where Charles Manson went to while John C. Lilly was there teaching and then left and then committed the murders to end the hippie movement. And this place still exists today. And he was meeting up with people, according to his books, called the California Illuminati and Aldous Huxley's wife, because Aldous Huxley died. So you can already see there with the dolphins, there's Illuminati elements to it. But it goes deeper into penguins as well. And I'll be releasing the penguin video soon uh, with uh, this research uh, Ani did at the Spiritual Shade Room 
which I mean goes even deeper into cloning programs. So the symbolism of these different animals go back to gods as well, as you got like a sphinx, right? Even the dolphin was an emblem for Christ back back in the day, according to Manny P. Hall, Secret Teachings of the Ages, the Minoan culture uh, really worshipped the dolphin. Maybe not worship it, but held it in high regards. And even Aristotle wrote lots of papers about the dolphins. And dolphin, right? You got the dolphin Illuminati. Uh, you, I could stop for a second uh, if you have any questions and continue about the, the dolphin Illuminati in the cartoons. Oh, no, you can keep going. I'm, I'm actually just blown away right now. Yeah, I'm on the edge of my seat, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so like the... The, this is shown to us just like how the bunnies are shown to us, right? You got the Illuminati bunnies for the alien invasion with, you know, Bugs Bunny being abducted, the movie Knowing, the kids have the bunny when they go on the spaceship. In E.T., there's a bunny when the spaceship starts landing that runs away. And in Gremlins, Bugs Bunny's next to E.T. in the closet. So the Illuminati dolphins in SpongeBob... The master of the universe has the Illuminati pyramid on his neck, and he's a dolphin. You got that inside job show. One of the insiders of the CIA is Dolph Man. Even named Dolph, you had young Dolph, who was assassinated November 17th, the day before the Illuminati founder died, and he released an album called Illuminati Paper Trail, and then died, assassinated, and he was Dolphin, young Dolphin, and even a Dolph, right? You got Dolph right there, and Rudolph Steiner, right? I wonder if there's a connection there. Um, so just looking into it, I know there's some more Dolphins, like Hitchhiker Guide to the Galaxy, thanks for all the fish, and then they fly up into space. So there's a lot of dolphin connections to Illuminati uh, in the programming, but especially with the counterculture. Simpsons, they have the Night of the Dolphins, where it's like similar to the Hitchcock, the birds, but it's all the dolphins. And you said inside, in, inside job. That's funny that you said that too, because the one guy, the uh, the military guy, is a clone, like a half clone of a dolphin. Like they turned him into a dolphin. Like, it's just crazy. Thank you for bringing that up. So you also got Johnny Mnemonic, who has the dolphin, who saves the world, who is, like, connected to... And that was all about 2021, where there was a plague happening through technology, so a lot of predictive programming. And that Simpsons episode, the Treehouse of Horror episode, the octopus aliens are controlling the minds of the dolphins. And that was the scariest episode. And that's really what brought me into the, the research. So thank you for bringing that up because that episode. Uh, but the octopus aliens as well is another Illuminati uh, squid thing. You know, you got the squid games and they're telling us that squids are uh, uh, smart and we shouldn't eat them anymore. And they came out with my octopus teacher because they're preparing us for octopus alien uh, disclosures on Europa. That's what, at least in the Economist magazine that's ran by the Rothschilds, are saying. I'm getting hungry talking about all these animals. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. So, you know, they're doing testing to try to communicate with dolphins 
going into these chambers, obviously on some sort of LSD or some sort of psychedelics. And, and to your point, a lot of push when it comes to psychedelics right now. Um, you know, I mean, you got what Mike Tyson out there talking about it like crazy. Um, you just mentioned Joe Rogan. Um, you got all these guys that are really pushing it. And are, do you think that this is, and, and, and I like this dolphin being connective tissue and the way that you talked about these UFOs and these quote unquote entities, um, because my theory is on what aliens are aren't necessarily what your traditional sense would be aliens. I think they are entities, and I think they are here to control us. And I think that maybe, do you think that that dolphins are somehow this bridge gap of communication, or they're trying to use them as a bridge gap to communication to these entities? Or maybe they've been successful and they just haven't told us that, and that's why they're showing us all this dolphin imagery it's just like you said before, like a slide of hand, and they're basically showing you what they're already yeah, doing. Yeah, I mean, are they like also? I'm not sure if you're saying this too, but like communicating with the dolphins so they go down in the ocean to communicate with some other being, like a middleman, like a messenger pigeon, right? Because we use messenger pigeons. They even trained the dolphins to be military weapons, and this is still in existence today. So you can train different animals to. Do what, you know, do what that will. <laughs> That's what they, what <laughs> Kali did with them. Um, but in John C. Lilly's work, in his books, and I've read about four of them, he always says that this is for the alien research to communicate with the aliens. And they're giving us one story, but uh, what's the other story? Like, you can mind control somebody through the imprinting, and I'm sorry if I'm not answering the question, just building upon what you're talking about, but the hallucinogens being pushed by Mike Tyson, who has the Illuminati eye. You got Joe Rogan, who has the Illuminati eye as well on his logo, the pineal gland, the third eye. And then you got Prince Harry, who is pushing a royal elite, is pushing hallucinogens on everybody. I can't get away without seeing it. So the hallucinogens, this guy, John C. Lilly, who's doing the uh, dolphin research also is a guy who coined the term metaprogramming, connecting the human to a computer in a sense, like uh, the way we can be download software, be programmed in a sense. So a way to get rid of the imprinting, because I don't think that, you know, you got shamans out there and religious in places. If we wanted to start a cult, right, we get a couple more people to sign up. We won't have to pay property taxes, I think you need five people and then we can have drugs and do drugs for spiritual religious purposes. So I'm, I, I'm not, it's like the double edged sword, like with sex, you know, sex, it's like fire, fire can heat up the food or cook the person or electricity or whatever. So, uh, they can mind control people with the drugs because LSD and hallucinogens make us more suggestible, suggestible to believe whatever is being told to us. So you got these shamans doing it back in the day. It made sense, you know, have spiritual experiences. So with his research, he figured out that through the central nervous system, you can uh, get rid of some imprinting because there's a difference between brainwashing and conditioning and imprinting. Imprinting, you can't get rid of. I mean, it's stuck with you. Uh, from a, from being a kid and whatever your belief system was. But through the drugs and some shaman, they can reprogram your belief system. And this goes perfectly 
aligned with aliens. Because if you say, yo, there is an outer space and there are aliens out there, now you're going to have to wipe 6,000 years of thinking and belief systems off the table. You got religious institutions funding the Men in Black 2 uh, movie. You got uh, preparing people for some sort of disclosure that we're not the only life here on the planet, but this is going to be all fake psyop. So I think that they're pushing the drugs so the AI and the tech elite will be the shamans to the spiritual experience. Not saying that like, so like you can go do whatever with some shaman or whatever, that's great. But the people pushing it want you to do it so they're the shamans, in my opinion. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Which makes sense because we talked about a lot of this sheep mentality and lack of critical thinking, uh, whether it's in the truther community or it's in just any community or any sector, that's what they want. So they take away the critical thinking. They give you now, if you're a critical thinker, an open-minded person, and you're doing it yourself and you're leading yourself with these psychedelics, then it might turn on some enlightenment, but they're trying to control the enlightenment. Say you reach this enlightenment, but we're going to tell you what it is. And then that forces you into this box of what they believe. Yeah, just like with Charles Manson, like you can program a cult uh, to go kill or you can program someone to, you know, because I've read all the research and being in recovery on how they wanted to, in a lot of recovery programs, give LSD to hopeless cases who couldn't find God and spirituality. So they're like, okay, let's, uh, they were flirting with the idea and it never uh, went through because this was back in the 40s and stuff like that. So this was too ahead of its time. But uh, for a hopeless case of someone uh, in addiction, I, I could see how that, that, could, that could help. But that is the, the PSYOP too, because you don't need that. Because I've seen hopeless cases, I was a hopeless case, that you can get sober and have a spiritual experience without anything um, by taking certain action steps that uh, religions always talked about. You know, A lot of people are against religions, Two, or a lot of people are totally for religions and against all other religions, but my religion's right and yours is wrong, you know. Um, I like to take what I like from certain people um, and keep an open mind, just like with the, the truther stuff as well, because there's a lot of uh, truth in, um, but yeah, I think it's all psyop. And this is bad for business, uh, especially for me. Like if you want to be, if you push the shrooms and all this, and drugs, you're going to do better. You're going to get better results. You're going to get more views. Uh, if I stick to a certain belief system, I'll get more views. Uh, but I believe that's all satanic uh, at the end of the day. Uh, like using religion for views. I think that's satanic. <laughs> no, I totally, I totally agree with you on that. Um, and, and even in saying that, like I'm a Christian and I'm probably – piss off more Christians than anybody with the way that I think, because I think outside of the box um, on how that operates within the world. Um, first and foremost, um, it, you know, me being a Christian and following Christ had nothing to do with uh, four walls and control, which it's all become. And it absolutely has been a controllable aspect. So in that part of it, I completely agree um, with that. 
And I, and then on the flip side, I believe in this satanic aspect too, that's out there that's trying to control too, but it also infiltrated the church and that's the other part of it. So it, it's definitely uh, a double-edged sword on that front. Um, I, and I think too, one of the things is not getting so tied down with things we don't fully grasp and understand. Like that's like, man, you said it perfectly. Sean and I have talked about this since we've met. We know for a fact, if we wanted to be a real shill and really shill it up and blow our numbers up and whatever, we could just pick one thing. We could just be Trumpers or we could be whatever we wanted to be and push that one thing, and we would skyrocket to the moon. But we choose not to do that because we want to critically think, and we're not going to create an echo chamber for people to scream in. Because I can tell you right now, I've told Sean, if I feel like something's becoming an echo chamber, even if I'm not trying to make it that way, I'm about to shake it up because I don't like that. Because it shouldn't be that way. We should be allowed to expand our minds and think critically think every day and that gives me the right to go back on something that I believed in three months ago because I got new information now that says well you know what what I was thinking three months ago it's got flaws so now I'm gonna now I'm gonna present it this way and, and you're completely right with that and you think very much like Sean and I, I on that point of creating an echo chamber because it's easy if you pick one thing but I also feel like this too donut you also box yourself in when you do that, you box yourself into where now you have to do this one thing or these two things the rest of the time, and you're not going to be really, truly yeah. free. And, you know, when I was getting sober, uh, I li- did a lot of uh, Christian values, I would say, uh, Christ-like. Is that what it's called? Actions? Uh, I did that, and I got sober. So, I mean, there's a proof right there to spirituality. But I think that's, uh, goes back to what I was saying earlier. That's you, like whatever tool helps you, right? If it's Christianity, if it's religion, if it's, it's all about bettering ourselves and becoming that better version. And to Joel's point, when we go say we're Trumpers or we're, we're this one ideology and we stick to it, then you're not being your authentic self, which is hurting you in the long run, it's not hurting anybody else. Like, yeah, you can mislead a few people, but at the end of the day, there's only one person we could control and that's ourselves. And I think people want us all to be in these boxes. Look, whatever helps you is what you should stick with. Like, that's why people shouldn't bash Christianity or bash this. Now we can also see patterns when we find patterns of like, Hey man, yeah, that might LSD might've opened your mind, but you can also see the the other side of it, right? Just with Christianity, there's a good positive side, but there could be a negative side. It depends on the intent of the person that's presenting you the information. And my thing, my whole thing about everything, especially doing this whole show, is I want to be able to be my my authentic self all the time. I don't want to have to be this fake character. As you see it, I'm like, well, you know what I'm saying? Like that, like, well, WCCC7, wow, 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 Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not. <laughs> you got to do it a <laughs> little bit, though, us. to get the, like, because uh, that also could be yourself, too, doing fun stuff. But that's, it, that is you, though. That's what I'm saying. That, that, if that's part of you, that's fine. But I'm talking about there's people, we see them on TV all the time, 
almost every news anchor. I mean, they're saying whatever and they're built this character up, but they don't act like that. When you go see me at a bar, you go see me somewhere else, like I'm amped up, I'm animated. This is who I am. And I think that is why podcasting and YouTube and all that has flourished because people are sick and tired of people that are not genuine, that are not authentic. And they could see right through it because the veil has come up a bit. And that veil is showing people like, hey, man, I'm tired of these fake characters. Be real. Be who you are with your flaws and everything and just put it all on the table and we're going to accept you and people will accept you. But so many are afraid. And and to go back to what we we're talking way earlier about like the sex and, and, and how that also held people down. Right. That was a blackmail tool forever. Right now. Oh man, they cheated on his wife. Now that became acceptable in society. So what did they do? And they push on this. Oh man, look, he's with little kids. They take pictures of these powerful people. They use these weird, dark things that, that people have hidden. So if you're not being your authentic self, you're going to lean into these things, drugs and, 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 and sex addictions or anything because you're not, you're being your authentic self. So when it finally just comes to a boil point, it's like holding your emotions in, right? You're eventually going to explode. And that happens on all levels. That's why we have addiction. We have all these things because we're not always able to be our authentic selves and work on ourselves. And that to me is the message that me and Joel will always stand behind is just be your authentic self and do yourself better. Like make yourself into what you can be like every single day, try to make your mind more positive or what get great energy. Because if you become positive energy, that's going to spread. Yeah. Yeah. And also like the whole narcissism thing, what it is, because there's a lot of misinformation about what that is. It's seriously deading the self and by deading the self, it's a survival mechanism for the child to survive the, the toxic mother or the toxic father or what the environment as well. Um, and we all are have narcissism, like, but I'm talking about when it becomes a disorder. So what it is, is the deading of the emotion of ourself. Yo, I like this because this is me and this is what I like. You're not allowed to like that. Uh, oh, okay. I don't like it. So I've just killed myself because I deaden what I really feel. Um, and that's how narcissism is built. And it is built throughout time because it's a survival tool. Well, like the child has to deaden themselves because they need to survive. If they don't have the parents, then the kid won't be able to survive where is it going to eat it's, it's screwed so this could be why they're pushing the uh the free love which isn't anything about free love or uh getting rid of repression uh, feelings it is all about handing over the child to the state and that's what mr beast is for the nickelodeon awards it's handing it over to daddy elon even wrote in his new singularity tweet that he's the daddy and the daddy is the state the daddy is elon and hand them over to him through the neural link yeah wow this is fantastic i'm so many connections are happening <laughs> <laughs> no definitely but you know we had a great uh you know this has been a great discussion man i think that we've touched on a lot of angles and and we've gone to the you know end point of what happens all the time is where we're kind of getting a little philosophical where we're trying to better ourselves i think that most people that are really into this uh exposing the occult or 
trying to find like you know the truth per se is that we're finding the truth within inside ourselves but before we go donut let everybody know again where they can go find you and uh get all your links in the you can find me at doe-nut.com yeah sean uh you know what i really have been thinking listen to this episode listen to donut talk about these dolphins dude that's my in to get Jen Saki. That's how I'm going to finally get her is to let her know that we don't have to like even be on the phone to talk. We can just use dolphins, baby. Ginger love, baby. That's that's the real free love, Sean. That's the real free love. And, and I think that uh, we should uh, get out on some really like, because uh, this is what we hear a lot. I think we should go with some Jewel Thomas gaslight, man. What you think? I'm down with that. Let's hit him with that. You know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Brat! Brat! Bird killers!
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.